Hi, this is a production of Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, where our mission is to bring Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to our community and to our world. Our service times are 9 and 11 each Sunday morning. Find out more at www.communitycovenant.net. Wow. Hey, isn't it great to know that we are a part of something greater than ourselves? That in 1886, uh, a covenant missionary came to Alaska. And everything that has happened since has been a part of um, proclaiming uh, the good news of Jesus Christ. And, And really, when we recognize that we as Christ followers are called... Um, to proclaim uh, the rule and reign of God through His Son, Jesus Christ, to people in all places, everywhere, and that we're a part of that plan. And, and when we look at that, uh, that little piece there, it, it just gives us a great sense of not only our heritage, but our legacy, uh, and the importance of continuing in mission. That's why we take a Sunday... We actually take more Sundays. We take a Sunday at the end of the summer. We call it Mission Sunday. And we highlight the short-term missions that have taken place to date this year. So you get a sense of how we continue uh, in that faith legacy. Now, when you come into the the lobby of the church, you look on the wall. And on the wall, you'll see uh, our, our values as a church. There are three of them in particular. Uh, that relate uh, to mission. Uh, The first is intentional evangelism. We value that here at Community Covenant Church. Uh, The second is global perspective and engagement. And then the third, uh, which is uh, also important as we think about that, is, you know what, transforming communities through acts of mercy, compassion, and justice. So we're involved in all those things, and that is really the core of our mission of bringing Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to our community, to our state, and globally to our world. And so this morning, you get to hear in ways that we've been doing that, but today in particular, ways we've been doing it regionally throughout our state and also globally throughout the world. Uh, on another Sunday, we're going to highlight some of the, the ministries we're doing here locally in our, in our community. So... With that, what we're going to do this morning is uh, I'm going to invite representatives from five different short-term trips that have taken place here so far this year. And they're uh, going to come up and, and give us just a brief synopsis or zero in on a highlight of their trip. And the reason we're not giving you more is because today at 1230... Right here, we're going to have our mission luncheon. Um, The food is provided. There's no cost. You don't have to worry about it. All you do is come on back. And it is for the entire family where you'll hear more detailed reports about what's going on uh, in these trips and in future trips here in our church. So I want to invite all of you back. And hopefully this morning, this will just kind of say, hey, this is really good stuff. We want to hear more. We want to come back and have lunch together and talk about how God is moving in and among us 
to take the good news of the gospel out into the world. Okay? So, with that, Pastor Tyler, would you come on up? And uh, you and uh, Chris Rutz, where's Chris? You were involved in a, a trip, not just just what, last month to Germany. Can you tell us a little bit more yeah, about we, that? Yeah, we, we got to get our official paper up there, Sam. Can you get that first slide? There it is. Extra, extra Germany mission team witnesses got at work in Berlin. So I'm going to yeah, stand up sure, here. So you can put that picture up for me, Sam. So this picture is the picture of the Chris and I and my daughter is coming up here very soon. There it is. Um, So my daughter and I and Chris. And then uh, on the far right is Greg and Christy Faust. They're two of only four covenant missionaries that are serving in Germany right now. And uh, so Germany is a place, you know, if you've heard of it, it's post-Christian. And Chris is going to talk about that a little bit more. But it's a place that requires a long-term kind of a commitment to see uh, to build relationships and see people's lives change. But Greg and Christy are doing uh, three things primarily. They're there to encourage the local church, and so they're plugged into a church that we visited. They're there to work with the refugees, and they're there to, to be involved in church planting. Our purpose in going was just to come alongside them, support them, and be asking the question of how could we as a community covenant church partner with them. And so this afternoon, one of the things that we're going to share is, is some of the ways that we could potentially partner with them. So Chris, uh, what do you want to say? Well, I guess just imagine a country that's like one quarter the size of Alaska with about 80, 90 million people in it. And then in that country, it's about one third Protestant, one third Catholic, and one third atheist, completely atheist. Now, I'm going to take you to Berlin which, which used to be split east and west. And just recently, as of 1990s, it actually, you know, where it became, they became unified. We were spending time in the east side of East Berlin in a place called Pankow. And in Pankow, uh, we were talking with the pastor there, and he said, yeah, this is the, the, the way that the, the Christians are in, in, in Germany, you know, there's the Catholics, there's the Protestants. But within the Protestant denomination, there's the free church, and then there's the kind of the government church. And we, we'll explain more about that this afternoon. Uh, but within, the, within that whole group, there's maybe a total of 1% of the total population that goes to church on Sunday and professes a faith in Jesus Christ. And about... Two million Muslim refugees have recently come into that country. So the harvest is there. I mean, it's, it's ready. God is, God is just there. And we just had the privilege to see this cool little church that is, has got some phenomenal people in it that Greg and Christy partnered with. And I have to say, while we were there, um, Greg coined us as the A-team, you know, because it was our goal to come alongside them. Because we are from Alaska. Oh yeah, yeah. But we just to whet your appetite. <laughs> but anyway, we want to invite you to come back this afternoon. But we have a short video just to whet your appetite.
here is by it's kind of holistic you cannot just preach that doesn't do anything mm -hmm. you have to show the gospel And working with refugees is is part of working with Germans. It's just it actually helps the ability to evangelize Germans. There's not that sort of charity, and so as they encounter that from Christians, they just can't figure it out. Mm -hmm. And that is something that really intrigues them about the Christian faith, and it's been a, been a big player in leading Muslims to faith, mm -hmm. is this unconditional love, that's the word. It's unconditional, no strings attached to love. So that, that happens here. Hey, that's the A-Team. If you want to find out more about next year's trip, um, they'd love to talk with you. I know uh, Pastor Tyler and Chris are excited to add more uh, to the number that go next year. So, you know that we are active uh, throughout the state of Alaska, and one of the ministries of our denomination is Covenant Bible Camp. And each year in the summertime, um, youth come from all over the state and all through western Alaska to the Bible camp. And for many, uh, that is a place where they make significant commitments in their lives, in particular commitments to follow Jesus. And so uh, we had a team go out to Unilaclet, to the Covenant Bible Camp. And I'd like to have uh, Sean and Betsy McGrew come on up. And if you could just give us some highlights here about camp, that'd be a great thing. It's Sean and Betsy. Well, good morning. Um, <clears throat> I tell you, it was uh, quite the experience. Um, we uh, were working in the kitchen staff, and there were six of us. And I'm going to let Betsy tell every, <laughs> give us the names of everybody that was there. And uh, we, uh, we really formed a good team and uh, had a great time uh, cooking and uh, getting to know all the kids and everything. Um, my number one highlight, I guess, was when we were serving in the uh, serving line and you have I guess we did 75 people 75 meals a day or each meal uh, <clears throat> and seeing the smiling faces of all these young kids coming up uh, you know telling you thank you and you, you did a great job you know we were told that we were cooking some of the best food they've had in months and you know it was really heartwarming to hear you know the appreciation for doing a good job and stuff but uh, our morning started uh, before anybody got up and um, finished after everybody went to bed because we were in the kitchen, I guess, what, eight, ten hours a day, constantly. And it was great. It was a lot of fun. We really uh, formed a great team, and uh, uh, the teamwork came together, and it was just amazing to watch, you know, six people work together that not everybody knew each other, and we didn't know each other until we got going. And we got to say that uh, we had a great leader in Sandy. She... Uh, she gave us homework to do that we had to, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, uh, we actually, uh, Bible study that we were doing, a daily devotional, and uh, 
she kept us centered and the reason why we were there and stuff. Um, I think I'm supposed to list the people. out of our comfort zone. But we did have, thankfully, Lord blessed us with some professional bakers so they could be the lead in the kitchen. Uh, We had wonderful leaders in that small group. Um, Pat and Roberta Strozek were the the bakers who came and basically led us to do what we needed to do. And uh, it was such a great help. And the Bible camp is such an amazing place. I mean, you know, sometimes when you're going on a mission trip, you think you're bringing God to that, per, you know, that place. But it's already there. He's there. The people know it. The people show it. And it was just a wonderful trip. Um, I don't know what else to say about that. Well, you know, they, they cook. We know that a man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. But when Jesus taught, he often taught around a meal, didn't he? And he provided food for people. We can think of, what, that great Sermon on the Mount? We can think of all that. And so that food is an important part of keeping people physically ready to hear and receive the gospel message. But you had another. You were there cooking, but you were also very involved in prayer ministry as well. And and so uh, we had people in the kitchen. We had people, uh, Heather, others specifically praying. And so you really laid the foundation for young people uh, to have a great week at camp, but also to hear clearly the message of the gospel. So thank you for that. And we'll hear more about that at our luncheon at 1230 today. Thank you. Uh, We have had uh, for several years uh, a partnership with the Elam Covenant Church out uh, in Elam, there on the Bering Sea. And so that is a a far-off distance place, but every year uh, we have a team that goes and works with the people in the village uh, to do a couple of things. One uh, is a healing prayer ministry, but the other is a vacation Bible school uh, for the children and youth there in the village. And so, uh, let me see, Ken and Ed, come on up. Ken Thomas, Ed Carlson, give us a highlight or two about your time there. These two guys also, by the way, are very instrumental uh, in our intercessory prayer ministry, uh, in the prayer wall. So if you want to hear about great ministry in Elam, come come talk to these guys. But uh, if you want to be prayed for, Go to these guys, too. So here you go, Ken. So uh, this was my first uh, first year to go to Elam in uh, ministry. Um, and as we uh, uh, pulled into the, the, uh, the ramp there on the airport, um, we, I don't think any of us really knew just what to expect this year. Uh, we'd, we'd spent a lot of time praying together uh, for unity on the team and for... Uh, uh, you know, the, just the Holy Spirit to move in, in the activities that we had planned. 
Um, and I, I think um, uh, as we entered the village and started meeting uh, the kids first and then uh, the elders and some of the, the people from the church, um, it, it really became apparent soon that, um, that we were there to encourage the church that was there. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a, uh, a mission trip like we were taking God to them. Uh, what we found um, was uh, the people that gathered, um, speaking probably mainly of the adults, uh, was that was it, they, they have a, a very uh, lively uh, heritage in their church there in Elam. And God's at work. And uh, so the God God really helped us as a team to to adjust and move into uh, just a, a a more of a conversational um, ministry in in Elam this year. Um, and I think that the changes uh, were experienced in in all of our hearts as we uh, probably right from the very beginning, as we uh, were able to just. Um, uh, speak with the elders, listen to them, and then as as we uh, as we brought uh, once again healing prayer, teaching, and uh, some ministry uh, with the adults, uh, it was much more of a of a sharing time uh, because they started opening up to uh, some of the work that, that God's doing in in their lives. Uh, we we felt like it was. Um, um, just a, a time where uh, where God brought us together as as the church as as believers and um, the kids were awesome uh, they they um, they took ninety uh, percent of our energy um, but uh, just the, the the time with the the, the church there in general was uh, was really uh, really uplifting and um, highlighted. Um, our, our need to just really partner with them and, and be, a, be an encouragement to them as they were uh, to us. Good morning. I'm glad they held this picture up because this is, this is the focus of, my, of, of one of my highlights. One of the things that our vision was was to take Bibles to all the kids. And that happened quickly. I, within a week, week and a half, we had all the Bibles bought and shipped, and they were on their way. And uh, the story about this little girl is that she had one of her uh, family members die, and she had not actually started to mourn that process. And she had not gone to the... It's very common for them to go to the, to the grave sites to mourn. And when we did this, she went um, to the grave site, started to mourn. And the words that she had was that she needed to get closer to Jesus so she ran home, grabbed her picture Bible, and now she's coming back to VBS reading the Bible. That's what that does. That's what we did. Wow. Thank you, guys. Uh, I hope you're just getting a, a taste of some of the stories from these trips. Come on back again. 12.30 for lunch today. Now, in 1960... That was a few years back. Um, our own Ralph 
Fondell. Where's Ralph and Gert? Raise your hands over there. Okay. Ralph, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you sign on for the very first time the, the, on 1960 at KICY? Wasn't that you that did that? You were involved in that, weren't you? Yep. Yeah, there he is. He has that radio voice. I've always said, Ralph, uh, I just imagine God is going to sound like your voice. That deep radio voice. So you had the Fondells, and then later on, uh, you had uh, the Reynolds, uh, Terry and Linda, and others from our church involved in that ministry of KICY up in Nome, Alaska, the 50,000-watt flamethrower, right? And it, and it broadcasts and has, uh, my understanding, the only license of its kind to broadcast into uh, eastern Russia, I guess even as parts of northern part of China, out in that region of the world. Uh, and it's a great ministry. Well, this summer, uh, we had a team go, and uh, they actually built a fence uh, around some of the important outside equipment that's necessary that the FCC requires you to have. And they did that. And while they were doing that, uh, Terry and Linda Reynolds, Linda, come on up. You were involved in some other kinds of work. And so we had people on the outside and people on the inside there working at the radio station. But there was something in particular that was a real highlight for you that I'd love to share with the congregation. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm glad you gave that introduction. Yeah. And um, it's just really special having Ralph and Gert still, still here with us. They actually were up there for, I believe, two years before um, KICY ever signed on. Yeah. Ralph did a lot of the original engineering, um, helped build the original tower, which is still there. Um, Carol Lundberg's dad was up there early on, and I believe, if I remember correctly, he met your mom up there. So that's another connection wow. that we have. So um, building a fence doesn't sound quite so exciting, but it's a very necessary thing. Like you said, it's required by the FCC. There's 50,000 watts of current going up that tower, so if you touch touch the tower, you're toast, literally. Um, So the the fence is required to keep people away from the the hot tower. Um, There's animals that are there periodically. There's muskox that are seen on the property periodically. So, um, So we dismantled the original fence, that was built a few years back that was falling apart. We, um, Brad Bistadu and Larry and Mark and Sonny and some others um, re-engineered it and we re-put it up so it's sturdy. It should last a good long time. In the meantime, Terry was there doing some maintenance on the tower. He took up another gentleman. I don't know if we have a picture of him or not. His name was Paul. He's one of the engineers from here in town. Um, as far as I know, he is not a Christian, but he lived with the guys. And um, so hopefully on some level we ministered to him along the way. Um, Terry and I stayed with the new um, station manager, Patty, and it was really fun to, um, to be with her. She has a really great heart for the Lord. She has a heart for KICY, and KICY is in good hands going forward. We actually stayed in the house we used to live in, so that was really fun. So... Um, yeah, come back for lunch. Um, KICY.org is a place to find out more about the station. There's also um, links so that you can listen to it on your computer. Mm-hmm. And also, don't forget about the mission auction. That's right. Thank you. Thanks, Linda. <laughs> ah, thank you. And 
Where's Mary Rawl? Mary, come up and tell us about our trip to Topeka, Mexico with La Fuente Ministries. Sure. Could Brad join me as well? Um, so, uh, was it our third year? Yep. I was, try- I was paying attention, but I was third, trying to remember. Uh, so, yeah, this was our third year of actually traveling to Topeka. And while the crux of while we're there is very much involved around the uh, Nana's House Children's Home, uh, we don't go down with any agenda because, um, honestly, it's not about us. And so we kind of go down there, and we plug into La Fuente, and we ask, what can we help with? Um, and so while we get to spend a lot of very intentional time with the kids, there's a lot of relationship building that happens, they will plug us into whatever project needs to be done at any given time. Uh, and the pictures behind me that you're, that, that you're seeing are from a, a particular area of effort that we had in a town called San Blas, uh, in which we uh, helped convert a discotheque into a church, what I think would have looked like Fred Flintstone's church when it was done. But... Um, I was hoping Brad might be able to just tell us a little bit about the experience and um, how you saw the project affect our team as well as the community we were serving in. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, Yes, every uh, year we go down there, we get the privilege of working with uh, La Fuente and uh, working in one of their churches. Uh, As a side note, it's pretty cool because the next year you go down there, you get to go back and visit, and you can actually see what your work did the year prior and so we're looking forward to going back uh, to San Blas. Uh, as you can see, that picture right there is after we were done. Uh, when the morning, first morning we walked in, we took a look at this place, and we all started praying because we only had two days, and we knew we needed God's help to get this thing done. Um, and uh, while we were working, uh, all kinds of different things. We had Tim Porter down there, amazing contractor who was working on building rooms, uh, lots of paint was slung uh, throughout the place. But while we were doing the work, we had many people from the local uh, community stop in and just uh, ask us, first of all, what was going on, and second of all, thank us so much uh, for the effort to bring a church to their community. And also, you know, they, they really did not enjoy the nightclub and the loud party and everything, and so they were excited that there was a church going in and not a, not a, a nightclub as it was. So... Uh, the team worked hard uh, for two days, put a lot of effort into it, and I've looked at the webpage, and they are having wonderful church services there now. So it's going to be interesting next year to go back and see it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And speaking of, thank you, Brad. Speaking of next year, uh, we already have our dates. So we're going March 2nd through 10th to uh, Nana's house again this year. Uh, there will be sign-ups if you're interested in learning more and remaining aware of the trip in case you'd like to plug into it. We'd really like to start building our team now so we can start working toward that goal. And uh, we encourage you to pray about it because if you can join us, we'd love to have you with us. Yeah, thank you, Mary. And uh, the, the building of the church there. Thank you. The, the building of the church there was just one of the things we did. Uh, the other thing was we worked with uh, orphan boys and girls in the ministry of Nana's House. Uh, the church there at La Fuente, they have a wonderful ministry to kids that uh, even the state and local um, authorities have had difficulty working with. And they say, let us have them. And they love them and they give them home and care and nurture. And they become a part of the larger faith community and the stories of transformation and the stories of healing of these children are amazing. 
And uh, we're one of the few churches or groups that come down that they are actually allowed to interact and, and do things specifically uh, with these children. So that's another aspect of, of that trip. You'll hear more about that uh, this afternoon at 1230. So Mary mentioned it. There's a table out there with information about some of these trips, about what's happening, how you can get involved next year. Also, our mission auction coming up on September 30th. Uh, it's going to be a luau, an auction. It is a great time. Uh, we do it every year in support of our short-term trips and the missions of our church. And so you can buy tickets for that uh, as well. And again, uh, come back at 1230 for lunch and hear more uh, about uh, the work we're doing, not only here in Alaska, uh, but around the world.